Looking for a weekend getaway in a beautiful setting and the opportunity to further empower yourself? Well then join Marie in Sun Valley, Idaho for the 12th annual Sun Valley Wellness Festival, May 22nd through the 25th. Marie will be a presenter at this year's festival and will be teaching the class The Energy Medicine Experience on May 24th, as well as a three-hour workshop, Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life, on May 25th. This is a great festival full of incredible speakers and activities. For more information, visit www.sunvalleywellness.org. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Everyone and welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I'm Marie. We are live here from just outside of Seattle on a gorgeous Washington day. It's about mm, 55 degrees outside, so of course I drove here fast. Okay, so if you're a Seattle State Trooper, um, please don't pay attention to what I'm about to say. I have a tendency to drive fast. It's kind of my outlook, my outlet in life. So top open and beautiful gorgeous day and luckily fortunately we have Ansley McLeod on the show today so I'm thrilled to have Ansley he's the author of the book The Instruction which is about souls evolution and life purpose it's an amazing book and uh, I was fortunate enough to read it many times before he was on the show a few months ago and we interviewed him and had many callers come in it was beautiful I'm wondering with that segue if you're trying to claim that your life purpose is driving fast (laughs) actually I think it is part of my (laughs) life purpose quite frankly Ainsley didn't say that in in the reading, though. I was fortunate enough to have a reading with him shortly after his interview, and I loved it. I was really impressed. It truly helped me in many facets of things that I'm going through in my life, validated a lot of things that um, I thought about and hoped about, and answered questions, and yet I still have a lot more questions, so I'm looking forward to the next reading that I'll have with him, which may be a while down the road, because Ensley's a very busy man in his work, and so I want to welcome you, Ensley, to the show. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And you know, when we when I had the reading with you uh, a little while back, not too long ago, um, you uh, you told me that when your guides talk to you, you need to have some some quiet. You know, so when you're on the show with right. me or other um, hosts, um, you don't necessarily do readings with people's guides. But you no, know, I do that. Uh, I tend to do that in a very sort of quiet place, and uh, there's quite a a little kind of protocol or ritual. Surrounding it, you know, I sit down quietly. I bring my spirit guides in, kind of make sure that I'm protected and connected to the right source. And yeah. uh, it's it's like um, it's like actually listening or, or yeah, listening to thoughts or reading thoughts in a way. It's um, it's very very subtle. It's beautiful, actually. I took pages and pages of notes. I truly enjoyed it. It was very helpful and gave me some great insight into, because I tend to be addicted to the future. I'm one of those people because I can see, you know, future events and precognition. Right. So, but, and of course, my guides yell me at me all the time that I need to stay in the present moment. <laughs> I'm like everybody else in that little bit of a struggle. And uh, sure. so, so your reading was so helpful because you really validated a lot of things that I've thought about or felt that I hoped and, and why I had those feelings, which was always, I think, a mystery to us human beings, why we have such strong feelings sometimes that don't always seem like, well, why would I think that? Yeah. Yes. So it was... Inc- like, where does it come from? And it's, uh, it's so much, so much of it has to do with 
you know, how you're put together as a soul and what you brought into the world. Uh, things like past life influences, and the, the personality that you bring in. Yeah. And I, by the way, I can I can explain why you drive fast. <laughs> okay, based on, yeah. Really based on what what we found out. We talked about you having a past life fear of failure, ah, um, which gives you this is where you've died young in a previous lifetime, or often several previous lifetimes. And you haven't completed your life plan, mm. and your soul has this underlying fear that you're not going to make it. It's totally irrational because you could live forever, but, uh, well, you know, 100 and something perhaps. <laughs> um, and, and so it's totally irrational, but it, it puts pressure on you to get things done. So you tend to race a little bit through life, and especially you also have um, a touch of that challenge of restlessness we talked about, which is a present life issue, but it, um, it impacts your soul. So you put it together, and it's that feeling of, Mm, continual urgency, needing to be someplace, and uh, not wanting to waste time. But, oh. it, you know, on the positive side, what it will do is it will help you. I mean, particularly you can turn the, the past life fear into a positive right. source of energy to make sure that you are achieving a lot in this life. Right. You know, you're not a couch potato. You're not ever going to be. It's like a not in your life plan. Right. Thing I'm looking at I try to be, you know, I, I try to sit on the couch and, and watch lovely movies and relax and take deep breaths. But, you know, I, I appreciate all that information because it is really helpful to understand your soul and, of course, your life purpose and all these past life connections that make you feel inadequate sometimes or off-center. Sure, you wonder why, you know, why am I that way? Yeah. I, I, on that subject of the past life fear of failure, I spoke to somebody last week who said to me, why can't I lie on a beach with a celebrity magazine like everybody else? <laughs> and uh, I said, well, you know, really, you have a past life fear of failure. You've, um, because you've had a shortened life before this, you're making up for lost time. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. she might be able to lie on a beach if she's um, got a computer there with her or, right. uh, you know, got some good nonfiction where she, she feels like she's feeding her mind that she's doing it. But switching off completely can be hard. Mm-hmm. And and it's not necessarily you know a good thing you know because um, when you do switch off completely the fear can start rising up mm-hmm. you know, that sense that you need to be somewhere else you need to be doing something mm-hmm. so by keeping your mind filled and I don't mean you know that you don't switch off from time to time particularly meditation and that sort of thing but but not for long periods of time mm-hmm. you want to keep keep learning keeping keep on developing. No, I think that's fascinating. Years ago, when I was in an intuition conference in Missouri, I asked Carolyn Mace basically the same question. What was the difference between fear of failure and fear of success? Because I was just starting my practice, and I was really nervous, and I was scared of failing and scared of succeeding at the same time. And she said to me, it's the same thing. Fear is fear. You know, yep. and, and so when you can think about it and take it back to previous lifetimes and kind of have a resolution with your soul— you know, that everything's okay and it's not going to be the same outcome as it was 400 years ago or that's right. or 1,000 or whatnot. This yeah. time's going to be different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just absolutely fascinating. I hope that everyone gets an opportunity to have a reading with you. And I'm, I know lots of people are, and you have a long waiting list now and, sure. and all of those things. But truly, your readings are just an absolute gift. They're wonderful. Well, thank you. Yeah, they're absolutely wonderful. And I do have one question that you mentioned from the last radio show. You said something to the effect, or maybe it was on my reading, I can't recall exactly, that 70 to 80% of the population are new souls. Is, is, did I misunderstand that, or is that true? Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's not accurate. I might uh, have said... What I might have said is that 70 to 80% of the population is 
younger in sole terms oh. than you. Because you're right up there. I mean, that, that's, that's probably what I was getting at there. Oh. Um, no, it's a very interesting thing that we maintain some sort of balance, that there are sort of, you know, an, an equal number of kind of every level of, of soul, roughly. Mm. Um, it depends on, you oh. know, time and history and uh, location, but, but, uh, but overall, and it is actually growing you know, continually, but there's not a huge, just because there's a huge population explosion doesn't mean you necessarily have a huge explosion of very, very young souls. Okay, so it's, it's pretty proportioned is what it's, you're saying. Yeah, it is. It's a complex thing. It's about your soul being in, all, or particularly older souls, being in multiple places at, uh, at the same time. You mean in terms of multiple lifetimes at one time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which gets into such mind-boggling stuff. <laughs> I try not to go there. Right. And, and so, you know, one of the reasons why you're on the air t- today, not only to answer callers' questions and talk about your wonderful book and, and us appreciating you, is that you are actually going on a soul safari, safari in Africa That's in right. the fall. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm uh, leading a trip to South Africa. It's um, several days on safari right. in Madikwe Reserve, which is <sighs> north of uh, Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a fantastic opportunity to take in all the the wildlife and the experience of being in Africa and combining it with the workshops that I'll be I'll be teaching. I, I know. And when we were talking about these really difficult <laughs> concepts just a few moments ago, like having multiple lifetimes at one time and really getting in touch with previous lifetimes to create some sort of healing, so that there can be wonderful inter- integration into this <coughs> lifetime. This is the type of trip that would really create a springboard for some experience like that. Definitely, definitely. There's something about being in a place where you have such tranquility that you're surrounded by kindred spirits. You know, other other people who are on the same path. Mm-hmm. You know, other other old souls who are interested in discovering really who they are, what they're doing here, and how to enhance their lives. Mm-hmm. So it's it, you know any kind of group like that, it really helps to enhance your, your experience. But being in the tranquility of Africa, there's something really uh, powerful about that. And all uh, the wonderful animals, you know, zebras and giraffes and gazelles and, yeah. oh my gosh, the pictures on the website for the safari, the, the Hills of Africa is gorgeous. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It just, uh, it, it's so exciting. Oh, I'm um, so... And so, you know, we, we, we've structured the trip so that there'll be plenty of time to, to go out on safari and uh, be right in the middle of it in, in the game reserve there. Oh. They, they, have, they have all the, what they call the big five there, you know, and uh, all the, the, so much wildlife there. You don't have to drive for mm. hundreds of miles to find it. It's really mm. on your doorstep. So every day we'll start off with the safari and, they, and, and end with the safari. And it's, it's um, the Lodge itself is really, it's like five stars. I know. I really. saw pictures of the accommodations. I'm like, okay, yeah, that yeah, sounds fantastic. That's right. They stay luxurious and uh, yes. they mean it. Right, right, yeah. right. And so one of the things you're hoping to do in this wonderful, fantastic, amazing trip is to help people find their soul intention. That's right. Yeah, and that's huge. You know, I it, would s- it, it is, yeah. I would say it's probably the primary question, other than where's my life partner, um, that I get from clients who come to see me. I, I yeah. think it's something that's turned, in a way, an epidemic, a healthy, healthy epidemic on the planet where people are really looking for their life's purpose and their soul intention. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a real, there's a shift going on, and it's that people are becoming much more 
open to this. And if they do, the questions come up, you know, who am I? What am I doing here? How can I enhance my life? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how can I live the life my soul intended? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you yourself had a unique experience when you were away from home in Hawaii, I believe it was. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. right, where you had a, a nice connection with your uncle. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, uh, I'd, I'd come out of several decades or probably an entire lifetime of high stress and anxiety. And I, I'd realized I needed to, to completely change everything and get more tranquility into my life. And part of that was uh, I went to to Hawaii for a month, and I was I'd actually had a session with a psychic, and it, it had put me into an altered state. And I wandered into a bookstore and ran into my uncle, who was a surprise because he'd been dead for ten years, <laughs> but he was there. I mean, it was an extraordinary experience, and he was he was right there, you know, probably for about a second, mm-hmm. and then he was gone. But just so real. And there weren't any spoken words, but there was a very clear message about wanting to work with me. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as I went back to the mainland, I, I started essentially channeling, you know, working with him. And people had been telling me for years because I was interested in it that I should be doing it. And uh, I was thinking, how on earth, you know, <laughs> how do you begin? But that whole um, tranquility of being being in Hawaii, being in the islands, I completely opened up to to the ability to do it, which was part of my life plan anyway, but right. being away from the, the noise and the, the drama um, of the big cities and so on, that, that really was what opened, opened me up. Right, and away from your cell phone and the internet yeah. for long mm-hmm. periods of time where you can just truly connect. And, and of course, this wonderful safari, you know, the hills of Africa, because of how busy you are and how challenging, you know, in, in a good way that it is until someone gets to have a reading from you, which, of course, <laughs> right. is a compliment to all of your wonderful work, to be secluded in a private setting, you know, in a small group of like-minded people pursuing their life's intention is just a gift. Yeah, but it's a real opportunity to go, to go into depth as well. A lot of the people who have already signed up for this are our clients. Oh, wonderful. So there are people who have already gone through the instruction, which is the, the method based on the, well, the, the book that I wrote is based on the method I've been using for, for some years. And these are people who've, who've gone through that. But this is an opportunity to take it to another level and explore in more depth, and especially with other people, being able to do things that you can't necessarily do in a session. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's, um, it's a little bit broader, and there'll be a focus on such things as past lives. Go, I'll show people how to really explore those past lives and to use them as well, to use them to your advantage. Wonderful. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines and um, let our callers ask some questions. Okay. All right. Let's take our first caller. We've got Lori on the line from North Bend. Hi, Lori. Hi, Marie. How are you? Great. Hi, Lori. Hi, Hi Ainsley. So what Marie, can we, I, yeah, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. That's okay. I had a question for you. I've been gifted with some time in the past few weeks and then in the coming couple of weeks, and I'm using it to focus on ex- expanding my intuition capacity. Mm-hmm. And um, I recognize that expanding my intuition is a lifelong process. However, my sense is that my soul's purpose uh, is very much engaged in a particular insight that I will uncover that will form a message I'm to carry to a meeting that's set for May 22nd with someone that's in a position I wouldn't ordinarily come in contact with. Mm. And my perception is that person will know 
what to do with whatever that message or that idea is that I bring. Mm-hmm. And so my intense work the past few weeks and what I've got left between now and then is is to focus on receiving that idea into my being or that message. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to hear any insight you can give me on how I can do that Sure. The time frame that I have. Sure, Ansel, you want to go first? Well, yeah, I couldn't hear that question too well, but you're, you're asking, am I right, about how to really enhance your, your intuition in a very short period of time? Is that... That's correct. That right? That's correct. Okay. Boy, if I was doing... Um, doing a kind of crash course in, in how to build your intuition, the very first thing would be to meditate. And, and meditation is the key. I, I work with spirit guides who bring this up all the time. In fact, you know, my, my clients get lectures about it, you know, the, the importance <laughs> of it. My guides will repeat it three times, meditation, meditation, meditation. It is so, so key and so important. To, to be able to connect with the other side, whether it's your spirit guides or your soul. Um, expanding your intuition really um, involves working, um, working to connect with your spirit guides, who are often the source of information, or, of course, working with your soul, which holds the, all the information that's in your, your life plan. But say you're wanting to talk to your um, spirit guides, one of the, the useful things is to recognize that if you can get into a slightly altered state through meditation, then you, you can get a dialogue going with your guides. Now, it's not necessarily like talking to somebody who's in the room, but if you can really picture your, your spirit guides there and put out questions, uh, formulate the questions ahead of time, and, and think about easy A-B-type questions. You know, is, is it my highest interest to do A, or is it my highest interest to do B? And put those out as individual questions, and then see what you get back. Now, not everybody receives uh, images or words, but almost everybody, if they're paying attention and they're getting to that quiet space, can pick up intuitive gut feeling, you know, a sense of something being right. I discovered years ago, when I first started doing this, that I could put out two questions like that. And then a few hours later, I'd be walking down the street wondering why on earth I ever thought that option B was an option because suddenly I had so much clarity. And I learned it as well that one of the things is to use the word clarity. If you have a question and you want to work with your spirit guides, ask them to give you clarity about that question. And it can even happen instantly or it can happen, it can happen overnight. But try to think of it as a, as a dialogue and see what you get back. Yeah, that, Does that help? Lori, is yeah. that helpful? Yeah, that, that word clarity is actually really important. When I'm stuck in a personal you know, situation for myself and I'm wanting an intuitive hit, I really do need to focus on the word clarity because sometimes what my guides want to bring me isn't exactly what I want to hear. And uh, I tend right. to kind of push the information aside. And, and Lori, what I was also picking up um, is that if you could just let go of the importance, you've put a lot of seriousness around this meeting that's coming up and, and worry a little bit from what my perception is. And so if you could just let go and trust that you're going to pass on whatever is in the highest good of all involved. I think that that's going to help with more of that intuitive flow into your awareness as you meditate and gain the clarity. So I would definitely let go. I think that's great advice. Yeah, good. Marie, do you have the sense, a lot of times when I am meditating now, I have this urge to put my hands around my throat. 
Well, and it's probably just to protect the throat chakra. You know, it's the highest personal power vortex in the physical body. And so if you're wanting to grasp or hold on to your throat, there's probably fear about you becoming more empowered. And I would recommend not doing that. I would recommend sending bright light to that area or telling yourself that you're safe or, you know, anything that feels of comfort. But I I wouldn't necessarily grab the area. It's probably wanting to expand. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Lori. Great. Thank you. So we're going to go on ahead. Who do we have, Eric? We've got Robin on the line calling from Ellensburg. Great. Hi. Hi, Robin. <clears throat> this is very exciting. I have a stumper for you. Are you ready? Okay. Um, I have, since I was 21 years old, in my sacrum area, it is extremely painful to the touch, and nobody has ever been able to figure out why. So I said, I'm going to Marie. And then here is this past life person, too, so that's really exciting. <laughs> And uh, so I was just wondering if you could get any, I mean, I've had x-rays done, I've had all kinds of energy work done, massage done, da-da-da-da-da, nobody can figure it out. So, there's one for you. In my experience, when when something like this comes up, it's um, it's a past life issue. I mean, I would just have no doubt about it. I'll give you an example. I have somebody that I'll be writing about in my next book who, um, I, I was looking at a past life that she had. Now, what I tend to do is with, with my clients, I'll explore a past life on their behalf and then ask questions and see how this relates to the present so I don't have the information ahead of time. And uh, that helps them to validate whatever will come up. So I was talking to this person about a past life in which she'd ended up having a very traumatic experience and being stabbed in her abdomen. Yikes. And I said to her, Did you, do you have any unexplained um, abdominal pain? And she told me that ever since she was a small child, when all through her childhood, she said she would rock herself to sleep at night, crying and clutching her stomach, curled up into a little ball. And she's had tests. Nobody's been able to, to figure out what it is. There's nothing, there's no, there's no obvious cause. And this is what I find all the time with, with past life issues, that they'll manifest, they'll come up. It's, it's almost like a cry for help. It's like saying, well, here's you know, an issue from, from the past. And it, it, it helps to pinpoint that there's something there that needs to be dealt with. Just yesterday I spoke to somebody who, I'm going through a past life, and I told her that she'd ended up as a beggar in India, and she'd lost an eye, and just as I said that about the eye, she let out a kind of little yelp, and uh, I went back to it, and I said, well, what's this about the eye? And she said, well, just a, a few seconds, maybe like 10, 20 seconds before you mentioned that, she said, I got this really strong pain in my eye. Mm. And it's a way of... Um, you're stirring up this past life, and your soul is, is getting these resonances. So whether they happen while you're doing a regression or having somebody do it for you, uh, or if they're there throughout your life, they tend to have a past life, um, um, past life cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say if you want to deal with this, Robin, uh, I would, you know, uh, I'm not saying don't, don't talk to doctors at all, uh, but I'm saying I would certainly think uh, some past life work would would help you there find find the uh, initial cause whatever did that yeah and i have i come across this in many many different ways I, I talk about people who have uh people who have been hung in a previous lifetime they often in a time of stress their throats will close up and they can't speak properly or they they can't wear turtlenecks or necklaces there's all these little reminders of what's happened in the past so if you if you do a past life regression, that's healing automatically. Um, 
I, you know, I can't guarantee it, but I'd certainly that, that's what, what I would try. For I mean, a, lot a lot of people, it has been. Um, a lot of people get resolution from health issues to sleep problems or phobias through past life regression work. And it can happen very, very quickly. Very it can quickly. Instantly. And, you know, when I'm in your, Robin, when I'm in your body, because I, of course, went into your groin, but remember, I'm a nurse, so uh. it's okay for me to be there, <laughs> um, is your lymph nodes are fairly contracted, and there's a nice, you know, circular um, area of lymph nodes there. And so what I would recommend, you know, while you work on this past life experience, and in your meditation, you can even ask for this to be relieved past life. You can ask for help and guidance, is I would do what I call the lymphatic swing. And that's where you stand and you swing your arms in front of you and behind you, and you let them free fall. And as you swing them up in front of you, you don't let them go past your, your face, but try not to control the swing, really let them fall. And you do this for 200 times once a day, and it will begin to open up your lymphatic system and let the lymph fluid move through the vessels, which could drastically de- decrease the discomfort there. So um, maybe even as you're doing this lymphatic cleanse, maybe in a little bit of a quiet meditative place, you could ask for a release of any past life connection to that area. Well, that's cool. I will try that. Good, good. Well, Good thank- luck, Robin. Well, thank you. Thank you. Have a great You're day. Welcome. You too. So who do we all have next? We've got Veronica on the line now calling from Linwood. Great. That's Viorica. Oh, sorry about that. It's okay. Good afternoon. <laughs> good afternoon. And I would like to know if we can tap a little bit into my life's purpose. Mm. <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> over to me. <laughs> uh, or li- like like I was saying before, I don't read people um, on the radio. Um, I, I do it, in a, you know, in a methodical way in my office. Um, very much, I have to set it up, take some time, and okay. meditate before the session, and so on. But what I can say is, um, uh, you know, if you if you're trying to understand your your overall life's purpose, yes, again, it comes back to um, working with your spirit guides. Uh, Tapping into your soul, being, meditation, meditation, meditation. Again, I do that, and the thing mm-hmm. I have problems with, I do meditate quite a lot. Sometimes even three, four hours a day. I don't remember anything. It's, I get into that space where it's so good, and then when I come back, it's all gone. <laughs> three or four hours a day is a long time long to be meditating. Time. You possibly don't need quite quite as much as that. I mean, it can self- certainly help when you've got It's a, so addictive. I, <laughs> I know, isn't it? It really it, it can be hard to come out, out of it. I actually said that to a client yesterday who was having problems getting in. I said, well, you know, after a while, you don't want to come out of it. You yes. It becomes so pleasurable. But it can sometimes prevent you from taking part in the real world. You know, you've got to balance it a little bit. Um, I, I, would, um, I would make sure that you ask questions as well. It's like... You know, sometimes just going into meditation, hoping something will come, it, it, it's not so easy for your spirit guides to work with you that way. They, they respond very well to being, being asked questions and being brought into, the, into whatever it is you're trying to achieve. One of the important things to look at is um, what it is you're actually trying to get, um, what, what, what do you want from them, and, and think about the various facets of that, that if you want... Um, you know, if you want to know what sort of work is best suited for you, well, even question that question. Well, you know, well, why do you want to know that? And because mm. maybe it's because it'll you know make your life happier and you'll be more contented. And uh, you know, think about well, you know, and other ways to to do that as well. Really, kind of explore, put out the 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 the, the questions there and see what comes. 
Okay. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I would, you know, kind of like the, the one of the callers today as well, is not take it so seriously. Have fun with it. You know, um, sometimes over-meditating is an addiction to kind of escaping from taking the processes from your meditation and living it fully out in this world. So allow yourself to have a little bit more fun in the physical world and kind of allowing a nice cooperative balance of the non-physical and the physical and let it be fun. I think that's great advice. I can't tell you how often my spirit guides have told people to just to have fun, enjoy life. Yeah. You know, and this is not supposed to be uh, an intense, miserable experience. It's, um, you know, trying to, yeah, okay. lighten up is, is important. Lighten yeah. up. Lighten yeah. up. Perfect. That's perfect. Thank you very much. I will do that. Thank You're you. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, now we're going to talk to Lynn in Auburn. Great. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Marie. How are you? I am Hi, Lynn. fantastic. Hi, Ainsley. Um, I find this subject very fascinating, and I'm somewhat disappointed that Ainsley can't do readings over the phone, <laughs> but I totally understand. You know what? Even though he's not, I actually think he could do it, um, But the inf- and of course, you know, I'm not going to disrupt his wonderful technique, but the information that Ainsley gets is just phenomenal and so helpful. All the meditation ideas, you know, everything to connect to our soul and asking the right questions, they're beneficial. And I know you think that, but... Yeah, I should just clarify there. I do do sessions over the phone. I just don't do it um, on you the know, air. in a situation like this where right. I'm trying to kind of like feel questions and it's, I, I need to be in the zone a little bit. And it gets, there's a lot of dead air while I'm listening to my guys. <laughs> right. so it does not make good radio. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants more of you right now. That, that's what she wants. <laughs> So what can we do I for totally you? Understand. So I guess my question would be more pointed towards Marie. Um, I would really like to know who you see around me as my guides or angels or people who have passed. Sure. Well, I can tell you that you are surrounded by a lot of people. Um, it's a crowded room. Let me put it this way. Do you watch the, the show Medium ever? Yes. Okay. Well, do you remember the very first episode where she's in bed dreaming and she wakes up in the middle of the night and there's, you know, maybe like 20, 30 people in her room, all different age groups, some in hospital gowns, you know, just a a nice collection of the human species. And they're all staring at her. And and she looks up and goes, what? You know, and they just want to make sure she's okay. Well, that's how I feel when I look at you in that perspective. You have angels around you. You have people from the other side. You have family members. You have complete strangers. It's a very crowded place. And and they feel very comfortable around you. You're on the radar. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So you have an open connection to source in terms of communicating to multiple dimensions, whether you realize it or not. And, of course, beings on the other side are fully aware of that because they don't have a veil that's separates them from our world and, and their world. They don't need a medium like um, like we do here on this side of the divide for now. Um, but you could even potentially be a medium, actually. Um, something to certainly think about and ask questions about in your meditation, but you are surrounded. It's very crowded and it feels delicious. Well, it sounds delicious. <laughs> I hope we're having a really good time. <laughs> well, they are, and I think they're hoping that, uh, that it becomes more... Um, you know, lifelike for you as well. But, but again, no pressure. You know, they just enjoy your company and having the light of your being close to them. Can I just add that many more people are able to communicate with the other side than, than think, they, mm-hmm. think they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, you know, with, or so many people have the ability. They just don't ever sit down and try to use it. Yes. Someday it'll be normal here on <laughs> yeah. this earth plane for everyone to talk to whomever they want to or communicate in some way. I think there'll be some big changes in the future in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It'll become, it'll become much more mainstream and accepted. 
Uh, I even believe that it won't be too long from now that when you go to the doctor's office, there'll be somebody like you, Marie, there looking looking at um, the metaphysical causes, the past life issues, and, and so on. It becomes that'll become much more more mainstream. Well, one of my deepest dreams, and I look forward to that coming true as well. So I hope that answered your question. It does, but if I could ask, um, you mentioned family members, and there's mm. one in particular that I am um, that I've had a problem with grief for. Oh a number of years and wondering if you could kind of elaborate on who that might be. Yeah. Well, the only one who I see that's jumping up right now, you know, trying to get my attention is a woman. She's a little bit older than me. I'm in my late forties. Um, so she has a, a full head of, well, I think her original hair color is kind of brown, but there's a fair amount of gray mixed in with her brown hair. Um, she is wearing a hospital gown, so that would indicate to me that she most likely passed away in a hospital or in a nursing home or hospice or something of that nature. Um, and she's a few pounds heavier than I am, and uh, she's just jumping up and down. Her eyes look, you know, perhaps brown or hazel. I'm not seeing blue. Um, is that the person that you're thinking of? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's the only person <laughs> but it I see. Doesn't bother me that there's somebody else there. <laughs> Does, do you have a grandmother that's passed away? That, re- um, that both my grandmothers. Yeah. Yeah. And did either one of them sound like the woman I was describing? Both in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Now you've mentioned before in your show that when they. When you see them, they're actually younger no, than when maybe they passed away? No, I actually see people close to the time of their death. Oh. So, you know, this would be, you know, towards the end of her life. That's why she's wearing a hospital garb and all of those things. Um, and she's a very intelligent woman. She's really bright, you know, uh, loved her mind. And so when it was time for her to go, that was one of the things she really held on to. And her mind stayed with her from what I can see. Um, you know, all through her illnesses and up through the end of her life. And she is sending a message to you about the person that you're looking for, who I think is the opposite gender, actually. And uh, she's telling you to stop worrying about it and fretting about it and thinking about it. And she says, as soon as you stop thinking about it, then the resolution will come. So, and I agree with her. Okay. Okay. So, (laughs) So, you know, people bring messages to us, not always the person we're looking for, but sometimes it could be another person that we don't have issues with that we feel more comfortable with. Okay. And would those two people possibly be related? Yes. Feels like it to me. Okay. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. So today here on the show, we're talking with Ansley McLeod, the author of The Instruction, and we're talking about the hills of Africa. Um, Ansley is taking a wonderful trip in October to Africa with a group of people um, to study their soul's purpose and to work together out in the wilderness with beautiful wild animals in wonderful accommodations, by the way. And so where are some of the places that people can find out more information about the trip, Ansley? Uh, well, they can. I believe you've got a link on your I website. do. <laughs> a couple of them on there, actually. Yeah, um, so that's that's probably the first thing is really to go to your website and uh, click on the link and learn more. Wonderful, wonderful. There's a lot of information. Um, it's through Hills of Africa, the company that are organizing this. Right. And uh, they've just they put so much stuff on their website. It's really, really helpful. Wonderful. And so why don't we go back to the phone lines? We've got another caller. All right, let's talk to Liz calling from Seattle now. Hi, Liz. Hi. Hi, Liz. Hi, my question, Ainsley, is I think I'm one of those older souls, and do you have any tips or any recommendations? Great question. I, I didn't hear it, though. Oh. <laughs> could you, could you re- <laughs> um, I think I'm one of those older souls. Yeah. I'm wondering if you have any tips or recommendations about it. Oh, being being an old soul. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it can be tough to be an old soul in, a, in this 
kind of slightly younger soul world, uh, you you well, one of the things that will help will will be to go inward. I, I hate to bring up the meditation thing again, but that's really that's big for older souls to kind of um, recover from being in this high energy younger soul world. You know, to have a little bit of downtime and and go, you know, go internally. Um, another thing is to be strong about your values. Older souls tend to be a little bit closer to their soul's core values, such as the importance of um, peace, freedom, justice, and and so on. Mm. And but they sometimes, you know, they 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 lose confidence because they're not in the mainstream, and they think, oh, maybe it's me. You know that you'll mm-hmm. you'll see. I use sometimes as an example, you know, younger souls debating um, on TV whether waterboarding is torture or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, th- there's no debate going on inside the heads of older souls because they, they just know, partly from their own experience, uh, not necessarily specifically being waterboarded, but of torture and um, injustice, that this is just not right, you know, that you, you, you don't do that sort of thing. Uh, but then they, they start to question it because so many people think, well, well, it's... Uh, you know, it's not that bad, and they, they justify it in some way. But the older souls tend to have, through multiple lifetimes of experience, they've learned that that life is sacred, and we, we need to treat each other, you know, as, as we treat ourselves, you know, with, with respect and fairness and so on. That really helps. It really resonates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really does. Yeah, that confidence thing is a, a really um, interesting phenomenon that I feel with a lot of my clients. You know, that there are these bright, amazing, wonderful individuals, but yet they lack the confidence to act in a way that would really allow them to live their life so fully. Yeah. yeah. And it's tough being an old soul. The, the most insecure people I, I deal with are very old souls. Mm. And they think it's so unfair because you should, <laughs> by the time you're an old soul, you should somehow get it and everything should be fine. But in fact, you're very close to, uh, as you get up to your last few lifetimes, you're very close to your soul's, to your soul itself and its mm. experiences. Mm. And those fears and so on that uh, that will will crop up, and wow. it, it can make life a, a challenging experience. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling in. That Thank was you, a wonderful question. Thank you. So today we're talking with Ansley McLeod. He is the author of the book, The Instruction. And if you want information about his trip, The Hills of Africa, where you get to have a wonderful experience with wild animals out in the middle of beautiful safari land, you can go to my website. There are links there where you can get really nice discount also on the trip as well. And we're actually going to be ending our show early um, today. I forgot to mention that we have a sports event coming up. And I wanted to just um, remind people that I'll be teaching a class on May 20th, an evening with Marie Manucherry and friends on Man- Manifest Your Destiny at the Marriott Redmond Town Center from 7 to 9 p.m. You can register online or call the office, or you can just show up at the door. We would love to have you. So, Ansley, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and answering well, callers' you. questions and talking to us. Thank you so us. much for, for having me on the show. It's been great. Oh, you're welcome, and I can't wait to have you again, and I can't wait to have another reading from you. You're wonderful. <laughs> yes, it's time, isn't it? We it is, uh, already. Yeah. Schedule something. Sure. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. You too. All right. Take care. And thank you, listeners. Have a wonderful day, and we will talk to you next week on Marie Manu Cherry Show. Bye bye.
Have you been thinking about attending Marie's classes but just haven't gotten around to it yet? Well, this could be the year for you. Marie has a great lineup of classes and a great new location. Join Marie every third Wednesday of the month at the Marriott Redmond Town Center from 7 to 9 p.m. Topics vary each month and range from embracing your intuition to learning how to surrender and let go so that you can manifest your desires. If you want to delve even deeper, Marie offers an all-day Saturday class entitled Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life. This workshop will get to the core of an individual's belief system in order to provoke positive, lasting changes in their lives. This is definitely the class for you if you feel as if your external life does not match your internal desires. Visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com for a complete list of classes. That's energyintuitive.com.